<laughs> Greetings, Earthlings, from your two favorite aliens that you probably have never heard of. That's right. It is time for episode four of a cat lady and a ginger podcast. She is a ginger. She is a cat lady of cat and a lady. Sometimes. Sometimes, Sometimes she's a, lady. a little bit of a she's gentleman. She's a lady. Yeah, I was going to say gentleman. That's whoa, really nice. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> she's, she's a lady. lady. <laughs> she's, she's a lady. Can we get sued for this? <laughs> Once again, welcome to episode four, our little sweet alien babies. Um, and as we like to do, like, Ginger, how was your week? Hi. Hi. It was good. It was good. It was long. Very long. Um, I was dog sitting. So it was a... Very interesting week, but you know what? I came to the conclusion like this is what I want to do with my life, and like I want to open a rescue eventually and have a little dog sanctuary. I'm gonna have to get used to having a lot of animals, so yeah, it'll be a different circumstance then. But you know, I'm, but I'm good. I'm good, man. Life is good. Good. Life is good. How are you? How I'm are good. you feeling? I am good. Uh, I agree. This week felt super long for no reason, which is annoying. Um, but yeah, like last Saturday, I got my nose pierced and my tattoos. So I'm just a little itchy this week because everything decided to start healing at the exact same time. So it's not your crabs. No, no, no. They're great. My crabs are amazing. Uh, okay. okay. Um, actually, one thing that I did want to mention before we got into like the meat and potatoes of the podcast this week yeah. is I'd like to like make an addendum or some sort of correction to last week's episode oh. when we talked about like childhood hopes and dreams of what we wanted to like be when we grew up and stuff like that. Was that last episode or the episode before? I can't remember. But remember when we did that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. At the end, we kind of, you know, talked about what we would still want to be. And what I said wasn't incorrect, but I left out what I really wanted to be. What is that? First of all, I'm still <laughs> still really trying for mermaid. You got it. You got it. I also have always wanted to be the person who had done it in some sort of crime show or movie. Like, I want to be like the fucking, like, I want to be in like a psychological thriller of some sort and have like just fucking ruined everyone's day. And not only that, but I want the audience to go home and be like, what the fuck? And not be able to sleep for a week because oh, I did that. So maybe you can be on Law & Order SVU? Right, like that kind of like like some sort of a, like a crime show like that. So that's cool and all, but if you get a chance to meet Mariska Haggerty, I'm gonna bring my crab named Benson. I'll be like, "Can you sign her show?" Where the hell am I in all this? Like, You'd be with me, okay? Yeah. Am I, wait, am I the crab? No, I have a crab. Remember, well, I yeah, have three I, crabs. I really thought you had a boyfriend or met a man. Yeah, no, I'm still very lonely, so that's okay. Like, that's good. It's good. I love being sad. Good. Good. I make it work for me. Do you? Anyway. <laughs> what are we talking about this week? What's okay, so our... you know how like we've been doing our like get to know you stuff and yeah. like people are probably a little bit sick of that? Yeah. Yeah. Too fucking bad. Because guess what, Beach? We're talking about our old jobs. Oh, God. I hated all those damn things. Yeah. Let's break it down, dude. <sighs> all right. Well, I mean. So when I was about four. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Okay. We're going to do it the way Dolly Parton did it. We're working nine Ooh, to five, like those types of jobs that we're talking all right, about. All right. So, I mean, let's, I mean, there, it's, it's, we're talking about jobs, right? So there's like not a lot of, you know, backstory needed. So like, let's yeah. just get into it. Like, what was your first job? My first actual paying Pay job. Paid job, yeah. I was, I think I was a bagger actually at Woodman's. 
Woodbeats! Pr- yeah, I think I started doing bagging, just like regular second shift or something. And I was, I think I was 18. And I think I'd just graduated high school. And I was fortunate enough not to have to work in high school. So I wanted to get a job, and that was close to home. And they ended up having like third shifts open. So I was like, well, I'm going to try out for the third shift job. And it was terrible. Absolutely terrible. So I did that for a few weeks, and I couldn't like go back to my regular shift. So I just ended up having to quit. So I mean, you know, it wasn't that heartbreaking. But I mean, working from midnight till about 830 in the morning, not not ideal, you know. Yeah. Stocking shelves. Time just dragged so much ass. But, like, when I got off work, I'd go home and sleep for a couple hours and then do all the duties of taking care of the house and my dad and everything else because he didn't do anything. So okay. I was pretty much, like, working around the house pretty much was my job up until I got that job. And then when while I was still, like, working around the house, keeping up with all the insides and outside, you know, lawn care and everything else, it was just too much, too much for an 18-year-old. So I quit that job and said goodbye. Okay. And then became my dad's bitch. Ah. Yeah. Cute. Good times. <laughs> Good times. What was your first job? My first job was at an animal hospital. And it was it was it was um definitely great. Like I I was a kennel worker. Um I would do like some stuff like helping out techs and whatnot, like holding dogs or whatever, but most of it was like walking the dogs, feeding the cats and like doing all that, you know basic stuff that like you would trust a 15 or 16 year old to do um i will say the most embarrassing thing that i think has ever happened to me happened there which is when i you know lost a dog i didn't lose a dog she just got away from me for a minute sure and she was like a dog that was like slow as shit just like me and like never fucking moved except Today or that day, she like, I don't know what she would just inhale lightning because she was fast as shit and she got away from me. And it was like almost an incredibly like so where we were, we were on a really busy road, like just in like a strip mall. And she uh, she 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 pretty much ran that way. And I ran after her and cars like were stopping and like 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 a movie where they were like and like people like on like butterfield road this like main road like they were stopping and like pulling off the road because they just see this little french bulldog just fucking oh my god piecing out and then they see this like chubby high school girl with her pants halfway down yeah by by the way my pants fell halfway fucking down my pants my legs and so they see her running crying by the way just open mouth open like like the ugly side like it wasn't even like sobbing it was like ah (laughs) (laughs) like it was it was aggressive it was like king kong it was just like it was more of a yowl than anything else and so i'm just like get back and so i'm freaking out and then um nothing she was just like bye (laughs) just flipped me off and fucking she was so fast and meanwhile i'm running like in front of my job and so i'm just like i'm gonna get so fucking fired from this shit um and then i my pants came all the way off at some point and because of that i tripped and fell and she immediately was like oh bitch are you okay and she just came right back to me she grabbed her 
tight. And then all the, I look <laughs> at what I did and like the whole fucking parking lot was just, j- people didn't know how to get their cars out. They didn't know what to do because they all stopped at angles and shit. No one, it was like, a, I created this terrible Jenga that no one knew how to get out of. And I was like, <laughs> sorry. So I just put my pants in my hand and the dog in the other hand. And I just sprinted to the back room and it turns out nobody, like the entire fucking like whole strip mall knew what was happening. Oh my God. Except the place I worked because they had no idea. That's hilarious. So that, that was is my, hilarious. That was my first job. That sounds like a it was, really it was good a good job. It was a good job. I had such a crush on one of the guys that I worked with. I was oh. a stud. I don't know if he was a stud. We were teenagers, but like, oh, okay. Okay. he was just like, oh, I was. Oof. He, he, you know what it was? He was tall. Uh, so tall. always the tall one. And that, that was it. Like he could have had like no face whatsoever. I'd be like, but he's like really tall. And, like he doesn't even breathe oxygen. Like it's so cute. He's one of those boys. <laughs> Hello. All right. So after you decided to chase a dog around a parking lot, <laughs> take your pants off willingly, like that's, <laughs> no, no, that's like true. you probably got somebody a restraining order. Like you probably like did so many weird things to people that like they did nothing to you, and now all these people like, oh my god, I saw a child with their pants off, and things just got weird. And oh my god, she was chasing a dog. What the hell? And then she just took her pants off willingly. She did not. There was no way that any person there would have ever thought that I was just willingly taking my pants off because of the amount of like blood and grass that was ingrained into my body. They're like, she's fallen multiple times. Like I, I, I just was told, like I lost a shoe. I still don't. I never came back with that shoe. I never found it. I think the road (laughs) took it. Like, (laughs) so I, I do have one question though. I have one question. Also, just really quick, like that dog is totally fine, by the way. Or she's dead now for sure, because this was like ten years, fifteen How years do you ago. Know that dog is dead because she was like twelve when it happened. Uh, okay, <laughs> there's no way. And if she is still alive, like damn girl, look at you. Yeah, I mean, you probably scared the youth back into her. Like she's fucking <laughs> for another eight years. <laughs> you sure did, boo. Okay, sorry. What were you gonna say? So, like, on your journey to Mexico, were you going to be wearing your pants? <laughs> were you going to take your pants with you? I didn't. <laughs> take my pants off willingly they not just were heard. ill-fitting <laughs> not what I and when you shimmy out of them my pants had never experienced me run before like girl they were just like yikes they <laughs> <I> just left <laughs> all right so after you chased down a dog scared the life back into it what was your second job? <laughs> well, my second job was another animal. Oh my god, who lets you near animals? People, is, is it right? I know. <laughs> what happened there? <laughs> like how you say like something really bad. Nothing actually really bad happened there. So, oh, um, that you know of? That I know of. Who knows? I just remember though. There we did have this one boxer that would board, and I used to love boxers, but like they scared me after this dog. I remember his name was Toby because I was like, "What a cute name for a dog!" And then I saw him, and he was like, "Like he was so intense at the cage." We had to essentially slingshot his food in there, and then we would have to like jerry rig the opening. So we would like open, like all. So we would like arrange. So like when you took the dogs out at this other animal hospital I worked at, they didn't have like a yard, right? So we would have to like put them in outdoor kennels for like a little while. We would cleaner stuff and they would be outside but it wasn't like a yard where we could really walk them right um because it was on another fucking busy road and so we would have to like open the doors and get everything ready and then we would have someone with like a reacher and like a fucking body armor on that would like (laughs) undo his thing 
And then we would like throw food out the door to like coerce him into the cage. And then the second we were in, I mean, like we would like slam that shit shut so fast. But, but you couldn't slam it in and like, cause it was like a chain link like thing. So they had like room to like stick their snoots out and breathe the fresh air. No, no, with this motherfucker, if you put your hand near the chain link, it was gone. It was going to be eaten forever. And this dog was so vicious. I mean, the high strap. Everyone was like, you fucking take care of Toby. And everyone was like, we can't. It's a six-man job. Like, there's no way. Oh, my God. He pinned us one time behind, like, me and this other tech I was working with. He, like, didn't make it all the way in the cage before he was like you know what i feel like making this situation way worse for them and he like backed out of the cage and we're like shit and he was like you and he just came at us <laughs> so we had to open the door and then like pin it behind like between the fence and like the door open so he yeah. couldn't get to us and the mechanics were like right behind us and we're screaming and you hear the whole shop just like everyone's like what the fuck and we're like ah and then you hear roo, 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 and they're like you guys okay we're like no and you just hear the mechanics start back up like, they didn't do anything they were just like ah sucks to suck and then just <laughs> we're like thanks a lot guys like fuck and eventually he like tuckered himself out like and just like like sauntered into his little thing and so we're like closed it and we're like yeah and then uh, you go to take him home to his family, which we couldn't put a leash on him because you don't want to lose a limb. And we would just oh open all the God. doors. And then he would see his mom and dad and be like, bark, bark, bark. Hi, daddy. And we're like, you fucking sucker. All right. So I'm never letting you watch my animals. I didn't do Got anything it. wrong. He was terrifying. I mean, I don't know about all this. This like, dog, literally, it was like. What the like, hell kind of dog was it? A boxer. Oh. Yeah. And so he would constantly be foaming at the mouth when we would just walk oh. in. The job itself was, was actually not bad. Yeah, sounds like a real, <laughs> real walk in the park. I, I never totally understood. I'm like, you know, the shit that I deal with. <laughs> like, I don't know how they just like allow teenagers in high school to do this, but yeah, I. But they did. I don't. And I know. literally have the scars still to prove it. Uh, Anywho, um, my life is boring. So, what did you do for my a second life job? Is boring. <laughs> it is. I mean, my life isn't that much more exciting. What did I do I for don't a second you. job? Um, I think I worked. As a waitress for a little bit. How was that? I always want, like, I don't think I, I could ever do that. Honestly, I loved it. I didn't like where I worked, but I, I worked at a at a breakfast place, a little local breakfast mm-hmm. place. And the people that owned it just weren't, like, the, the kindest of people. And they were very, like, they, they, they had me on, like, basically, like, the bitch jobs and stuff. And, like, oh, that sucks. Yeah, and me, me and the owner just did not see eye to eye. And he would yell at his employees while, like, the restaurant was full and shit. And just a bunch of crazy, crazy shit. So That's it, so mean. Yeah, it, yeah. It was not my cup of tea at all. Like, the one, the day I had it, I ended up walking out of that job on, like, a busy Sunday morning <laughs> right in the middle. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. I was like, all right, you know what? Like, I, I can't do this. I, I'm not going to be treated like shit and yelled at by this guy who owns a damn restaurant. I don't care who you are. Like, I don't even let my own father talk to me this way. Like, you're not going to do that, man. So, yeah, I just walked out on a busy Sunday morning, left my tables. I was gone. I was out that bitch. I've done that before. Not, not. Not at all the way you said it, so I can say we've never done that before. <laughs> but, like, I've done something similar at some point. That was... I, I wasn't there very long, though, either. Woodman's and the the oh, breakfast Woodman's. place. I wasn't wasn't a very long employee there. It was so short, I, like, I forgot it even happened, you know. But that's how it be, man. Good old 
the teenage jobs. I don't miss that though. I don't miss like working for nothing, you know, just petty cash basically. Yeah. I mean, I've had to work since I was like, I paid jobs since I was 15. Um, and I'm 412 now. So like, it's a lot of years. I am <laughs> sick of working shit jobs. Cause I feel like I worked my fair share to get where I am today. Um, like I'm trying to think I've, I've had so many fucking jobs. Yeah. That, yeah. Oh my God. I think after all that shit, and I worked at PetSmart for a few, like, like a minute. Okay. Um, okay. The, I feel like a lot of people, like, I feel like a lot of people worked at PetSmart. Well, I feel like, I mean, it was just easier to get a job there. Yeah. It, yeah. Like, I, for, like, for high schoolers, I, like, I, I had a few friends that uh, worked at PetSmart in high school. See, too. like, I was a senior in high school, like, graduating when I worked there. And okay. worked there just, like, a smidge after I graduated. And I was a bather for the groomers because okay. I had, like, okay. all the animal experience. But... I just that that was just not for me because first of all like you just feel gross all day because you're just like you're you are wet dog like you don't work with wet dogs you become wet dogs right right. um so that was always like a little you know stanky and whatever but like our groomers were so clicky and like it's just it was hard to like just like anything like i felt like i was like wow i'm still in high school because like yeah. i have, like i can't yeah. like talk to these people because they got their own like yeah they're like we're groomers you're bathers and i'm like right, we all work right. in the same department like i you know whatever yeah. what um, was your yeah. what was your longest job where like where were you like at where were you at the longest my longest job was my job before this one i was there for like almost five years oh wow okay so like okay. i haven't had like huge longevity but um, that was when I worked for a, like a large hospital system. Okay. Okay. And so I, you know, had the displeasure of working in their call center. Um, but at the time, at the time I had moved home from another, like I, I moved to Iowa for work. Okay. And then I moved, when I moved back home, I worked for my aunt's paint studio for a little bit, but there wasn't like longevity there. There were no right, benefits. Right. It was very, very part time. And so I couldn't just really sustain on that. So I actually reached out to a temp agency to just be like, get me somewhere where I can like have benefits and whatever. Yeah. And it, I ended up working in a different call center for a minute and <laughs> it was so, it was just, it was like the worst, like typical, what you could think of. Yeah. Yeah. Call and centers typically are. Yes. It was, it was, it was just, the environment was even worse than like the, second place I went to that hospital system and we were on an outbound team. So we were calling people and like, we found like ways around it. We would call disconnected numbers all day so that like we could just take a break because it was so intense. Like our management was just, they were so like just nasty and they were numbers. Well, and just like forcing us to be competitive with each other. And then me, this girl, Jerea and this girl, Rakita, we sat, what we called like on the wall. Uh And so we had like a little bit of privacy from our team for a while. Yeah. Yeah. It was so nice (laughs) because she just would forget about us and we would just be able to sit there and breathe and like crack jokes and just have fun with each other. Right. (laughs) And then we, we all figured out like the whole like dial, disconnected numbers yep. and stuff but yep. like they were big on like embarrassing you in front of like we would have the team meeting every morning and they would just embarrass people like if you weren't doing well and uh like the temp agency i worked with and especially the temp agent she was horrible um she just like would never return my calls my emails like i wouldn't get paid on time like nothing oh, hell no and so i was already getting frustrated reached out to a second temp agency to be like i need to get out of this shit i'm with a temp agency and she's like we don't care if you're with a temp agency we'll help yeah. you out yeah they got me the job at the hospital organization 
So when it was time to quit, I told my temp agency that I was with at the time, like, I'm looking to leave this place. Yeah. And it's their job to quit for you. Okay. okay. Because you're, you are advised. You're like, you're not allowed to quit. Like they bring it up to you. Right. We have to do it. You have to tell us. And then we tell your management because the contract is between us and them. You're okay. not technically their employee yet. You are my employee still. Gotcha. So I was like, okay. So I told her, she's like, okay, just go tell your boss. And I'm like, no, that's your job. And I don't want to talk to my boss. Right. And she was terrifying. Um, and they were like, no, 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 you do it. And I was like, Okay. So I didn't do it ever. <laughs> um, so I I left all my shit in my cube and just didn't come in. Yeah, call centers are not fun, man. I've I've, I've worked at one. I've, you did? Yeah, I did. I I was in sales for a little bit. Um, How was that? I hated it. I was okay. good at it, but I hated it. Um, I I was also in like a really odd type of sales i was in pool chemical sales very specific so, yeah yeah well in the market i mean it was all commercial so oh okay it you know it like hotels up, or yeah okay. hotels and like municipalities and all that kind of stuff so like it was all separated by like regions throughout the united states so if you got like a good state you got texas or florida arizona like somewhere down south hell yeah you can make some good money but i mean you know people were a lot of people are supporting the small business shit even way back then when I was doing this and they didn't want to buy from some someone that's cold calling. You right. know, we had to do the same thing. We had to like reach X amount of calls a day and we, I would do the same shit, man. I would just call a number be like, ah, oh, yeah, that number sounds good just to meet my quota sometimes, you know, but it was hard though because we, they would give you like with sales, you got to meet, you know, your, your margins and everything else. So yeah. they would give us a goal to meet every single month. But that goal was based on cost. So it wasn't based on the retail that you're selling all this shit at. So every time that we would like discount something to make a sale, Mm -hmm. it would cut into the cost. And that would affect our goal pretty much. So like and we wouldn't even get a like you had to reach like 120 percent of your goal or something ridiculous to get like 5 percent of pay or 6 percent or something. Yeah, it was it was bad, man. Wait a second. You had to reach 100. So over 100% of your goal? Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. That sounds criminal. I, I don't know rough. how those places, like, how do you keep people? I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, like I said, I'll, I'll never do it again. Never. That just <laughs> seems but, way too intense. Now, like, so when yeah. we, when I worked in, like, the hospital system, like, call center, mm-hmm. we, like, everything was recorded. We had our quality assurance. If you didn't pretty much stick to, like, exactly how they said it, it was like we would have points off and, like, just, it was very stringent yeah, and yeah. and aggressive almost and, like, to the point where they made us sound robotic and, like, we were cold calling. Right, Meanwhile, right. these people called us to schedule doctor appointments, by the way. Like, shouldn't sound like that, but whatever. Um, And I feel like our, sh- like, metrics, all that shit, like, changed every couple months like did you experience that with your cold calling um yeah because i mean weather like oh sure sure huge huge in that like in the summer i mean i my first ever like my first commission check when i got that job it was like almost five thousand dollars okay so i was like holy shit this is so cool yeah that's huge i'm gonna you know like i'm gonna this is what i'm gonna make year round hell yeah i can do this Man, September, October rolled around. Like, I was barely bringing home $200. And, like, on top of making, like, barely, like, just over minimum wage, you know, hourly. So it was just, like, it was, I could not live off of it at all. At all. It was, 
it's not fun. I mean, sales, yeah, you can make a lot of money doing it, mm-hmm. but I mean, you got to have the personality, and you you can't really have emotions behind it because you, you got have a goal. You, yeah, you got to meet. You got to make the money, and every every ounce of money that you're taking off just to give this to that person, like. That's coming basically out of your pocket. Right. You, know? you kind of have so. to be like, is it worth it for me to give them yeah. my money? Right. Right. Just to see what I maybe could get from them. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, ugh, that's very intense. Yeah. Well, and with that, like, so with the pool sales too, like, we had to bring in new customers. Of course. So you had to bring in X amount of new customers a month to, to reach part of your goal too, man. So it was just like, holy shit. Okay. And like. You know, they sell it like, oh, well, if, if you're selling the product, right, you can sell it to anybody. But it's like, yeah, no, <laughs> they always do that. Right. They make it seem like it's a everyone can do this job. Right, like this is a right. job for every person to do. Yeah. No, thanks. Like no. for you, it was having to like probably know all of this like pool knowledge yep. back and yep. forth. For me, it was like having to like make medical decisions for people with with no, no medical degree, which should never have been our responsibility. Right. But like it's part of the job. Um, now what was your longest job? I worked for this gas station company for about 10 years collectively. Oh, wow. oh okay. Like, so I started off at, um, just a local BP that was in my neighborhood. I started there and, um, I had some friends that worked there and I knew the manager. So I was in dire need of a job and I ended up getting hired and just ended up sticking with it. And when BP ended up getting bought out and not really being like a corporation anymore, mm-hmm. um, the small company within the northern region here of Illinois, they ended up taking it over. And so I was technically like with BP for about two or three years and this other small company, the franchise, I was with them for about seven years. So wow, like collectively, it was about like 10 years altogether. That's a really long time. It was. Yeah. It was a very long time, nine or ten years, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I I liked it. You know, I worked my way up from being a cashier to an assistant manager to being a manager. So it was, it was cool. It was it was nice to like be able to like say I earned what I was doing. Yeah, you know? absolutely. But, I mean, it, it came at a cost, you know, and I I was on call twenty four seven when mm. I was a manager, and I couldn't do it. I just like one day that the car wash went down, and it was like in February or something and I was like no one's gonna use the damn car wash right now and my district manager said that I had to go up there and fix the car wash and it's like seven o'clock I was eating dinner like I had to drop everything go up there and fix this dumbass car wash that like middle of February no one's getting their car washed it was like 30 degrees not even no like negative something degrees outside so right next day I put my two weeks in I was like all right I'm, I'm done and I think they let me stay like two days, and they ended up like letting me go. So they, they, they wouldn't, that. yeah, they wouldn't even let me finish my two weeks. But I mean, hey, it, it, you know, better things. How long were you a manager there for? Um, I think it was like three years. So you did the managing for for a while, like yeah. having to deal with yeah. all that shit. Yeah, I was managing. I think for about three years, I was an assistant manager for about two or three years. Okay. So, it, it, and like that, I loved it. I did. I think that part I loved. I loved being able to like have a team and I loved being able to like just see the team grow. And I, I was always very like respectful. Like, I'm not going to make you do anything that 
I wouldn't do myself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I was very hands-on and very, like, I'm I'm one of you, basically. Like I could see you be like that as a manager, though. Like, knowing it, you, like, yeah, I feel like it yeah. w- you would be someone easy to work for. Yeah. It, I mean, I personally, I think it paid off. I had a very low turnover rate, you know, and I, yeah, I didn't, like... The only, like, I, I had theft. You're going to have theft anywhere. But, like, the biggest You're theft. You're at a gas station. I feel exactly. like, unfortunately, that's kind of an Dude, easy target. The biggest theft I had was thousands of dollars worth of cigarettes being stolen by one of our vendors. Oh, my God. Yeah. One of our, ve- like, and, like, when I was, was getting. Was it a cigarette vendor? Or no, was it, like, a, no, like a, it was, like a Pepsi it was, guy? It was a donut vendor. It was a donut vendor? It was vendor? a fucking donut vendor. You're stealing it's my pallets of smokes? <laughs> yeah, right. Get out of here. <laughs> like, with your stale donuts? Uh, yeah, dude. You know what? You got to get out of here. Stanley yeah. with his donuts? Fuck like, that. Oh, my God, dude. And, like, I would get so fucked on these audits. Like, I'd be thousands of dollars short on cigarettes. And, like, you don't make money on cigarettes. Like, so losing that is a big chunk. You know, so um, wait, so this happened multiple times that he would be, or like just like it was, yeah, it was going on for a while. It was like, what dude, my job, I thought my job was on the line, man. Like, oh my god, it was just couldn't figure it out. I and then could meanwhile, not fucking figure it just out, fucking swiping them, yeah, oh, dude. Man. And then one day, my fucking employee calls me, it's like 10 o'clock at night, and I had to be up in like fucking six hours or something. I'm like, yeah, what's going on? And she's like, these motherfuckers are fucking stealing cigarettes from us. I caught this guy. So this guy was coming what? in with his fucking bakery cases of donuts, right? He would bring in these like trays of donuts, basically. He would come in, carry them over his head. He would knock down the cigarettes that were on like the shelves in my back office. He would knock them down into this little alleyway. And he would open up the crates of donuts, because we had empty crates from the night before. Uh-huh. He would take these cartons of cigarettes and stick them in between the pallets, walk out. He would walk out with like maybe 10, 15 cartons of cigarettes every time he would deliver, man. Yeah. Every time he would deliver? What yeah. a shit. Yeah. And you know, like the most fucked up part, dude, like, because this is the first store that I ever managed. And like this alleyway, like there was no camera going down there. So I asked, I asked the VP of the company and my district manager, I'm like, can we get a camera going down there? Like there's nothing going down there. What, what do you fucking know, man? Of like, course. You guys were getting fucking robbed blind. Like, it's so crazy. Like, it's it's crazy how fucking smart people are to do that, too. Yeah. Like, holy fuck. One of my favorite uh, quotes from one of my favorite all-time uh, TLC reality shows, Gypsy Sisters, is criminal minds think criminally yeah so i feel like that applies here yeah yeah yes <laughs> like it does. they're fucking smart because <laughs> they know what smart, they want and they right. know how to get away with it they've right. done it before oh my god that's yeah what a bamboozle crazy fucking yeah guy. crazy yeah <laughs> it was wild man it, it was so wild like and the fact that it was going on for so long too yeah. like and he was like what a sweet deal yeah he was oh, probably man. like selling them and shit too like oh, making course. a profit Don't... off of your theft yeah how lovely yeah i mean because you're getting a carton of cigarettes and at that time it was like the cost was like 50 60 bucks a carton that was cost right he was probably selling them for like 30 or something like that you know and he wasn't paying for them so that's just pure profit man (laughs) like i wonder if he couldn't couldn't, like cut me in on the deal like (laughs) that's what i was saying like i wonder if they (laughs) i wonder if that gas station still has a camera in that alley or not because (laughs) i don't Go, I have a, go figure it I have out. a donut delivery. Go work for, yeah, go work for a donut company. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah. So what would you say is your favorite job, if you have any from the past? 
from the past, I would say one of my favorites probably had to have been being a television news producer. Yeah. I mean, the environment, I'm not going to lie to you. Oh my God. It was so rough. It was, it was rough and tumble for sure. Um, once again, you feel like you're in high school, like the on-air talent was very clicky and it was kind of hard to like find my footing, but it's an experience that I, I don't know anyone other than the people I literally worked with Mm -hmm. that I can be like, remember what, you know, like I watch the news and I, I I know like what's going on behind it very well. And it's just, it's crazy to say that I, I, I've done that. Like, and I feel to the point where like, if I was just like tossed into a control room, like I can figure it out kind of. Right. Right. And like, you know, that you just, just doesn't leave you. Um, and I just, I have, I feel like I talk shit a lot about, that job maybe not a lot but like i've had like some negative feelings just because of like you know the freaking anchor like throwing his glasses at me and like you know just my manager just screaming and yelling and berating yeah. people yep. but then i also yep. think about like sitting in the production control room and just having some of my best laughs you know with with the sound guys and the directors like my yeah. people the production people my right. you know my guy zach and like me and them like i just we had so much fun and it was again it was just an experience that like i never really thought i'd have and i i fell in love with creating content of some sort and wanted to just kind of learn how to do all of it yeah and i feel like being a television news producer in a small market you're not going to learn any other like to me it's there's no better way right right because you just have no choice you start working there you have to learn how to build a show you have to learn how to ride a show i mean because they're like producers we don't we didn't dictate all the responsibility we had to do it all because we were already so short-staffed as it was right and then you did all that work. Most of the time you're cutting your own video unless you had like J-Mac or the reporters. Like if mm. it was like a really like reporter heavy show, it was great because they had to do their own work. Right. But if you only had one reporter Vosat, that's a minute. That's all foreign language to me. And I'm like sure a everybody Vosat, that's listening. <laughs> I don't know how to explain them, but like a Vosat is a like a video over sound over like. So it's one of those like if you're watching the news and. It's a video over sound on tape. So the reporter might introduce it. And then it's like, a, you know, she's reading the story. And then you click and then play the video over her reading the story. And then she pauses for that, for her to have like a sound bite. So she grabbed like a man on the street interview about like the potholes or okay. something that we were doing. So she's talking about potholes and you'd have a video of potholes go up. Okay. And then there would be a break and it would, she would have asked a man a question about the potholes and it would be his video interview response. Okay. And then she would continue speaking and the video would continue and then it would just toss back to the anchors. So that shit was like, you would always hope for a package, which is like a minute and 30 to two minutes. And it would be like, they have to fully produce that. They had yeah. to get all the video, the interview sound, um, they'll either do like your intro and outro on camera live, or they would tape them, which was even better. Cause you could just press play and not worry about Deborah being fucking late. That sounds like a whole lot. That sounds very stressful. It, I'm stressed for you. It was, but at that time in my life, things have changed. Like I'm a very chronically ill person now, right? But like, I wasn't as chronically ill then. Fair. And I was able to run on adrenaline. And in fact, I preferred it. Yes. I liked the high stress. Now, like if I get stressed out, I just cry about it. Yeah. And I have to watch a Hallmark movie to get over it. Not cool. Not cool. Um, but it's something I, I, I can say that I've done that like, I can't believe that I've done. So I never want to be a news recorder. Thanks a lot, reporter. What the hell were you? A television news producer. That's a whole lot. That's a Midday whole. Midday five, six, and tens. <laughs> 
not all the time, but like through the course of my career, I was middays five, six, and tens at some point. I don't want a five, six, or ten you ever. Okay. So I would say that television news producing was my favorite um, so far, just because of the, the crazy experience. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, that's fair. What do you think was your most coveted position? I think um, when I was teaching drums at School of Rock for a little bit, um, I was a drum teacher and I was just doing it part time, but I loved it. It was like, it was, was fun. This was out of high school? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This was, this was like mid to, mid to late 20s. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, after... I I worked so many odd jobs. I mean, I I couldn't even remember all of them if I tried. I feel like same, but I mean, same. I I guess you know what's nice about it is I guess the experience. You just kind of got to take what you've gained with you. Yeah, you know, I, I have learned a lot at all the different positions. I mean, I've I've done data entry. I've done warehouse work. You know, convenience store, food service, like all of it. I've done it and. I don't know. They all kind of did their own different thing. Yeah. I feel very similar. And I mean, I I guess that like, obviously I'm not at any of those things now. And I I love my job now. I I do. I I wouldn't change anything. You know, I'm I'm so fortunate to be where I'm at. Should we, should we tell them that we work together? We do. Yeah, we do. Yeah. I guess the secret's out, huh? Yeah, the secret's out. Well, because you told some people we work with that we have a podcast, so I think we should acknowledge that we work together. That's true. We can do that. We can do that. (laughs) I mean, I feel like we should. Just in case they listen. Hey, y'all. Hey. Hey, KP's team. (laughs) Hey. We're famous. Hey. (laughs) We're not. We're not. We're not, but that's all right. um, Yeah, we we work together, and I will say, um, the news producing was definitely my favorite job of the past, but this place that we work in, and this is not, I'm not saying this because maybe one person may or may not ever listen to the show. Yeah. Yeah. It's just genuine. Like I do believe that I just, I've never had a management team like we have Yeah, where they yeah. like, you can actually feel how much they care. For sure. Um, and that For is, sure. that is huge. And I think similar to you, I've, I've worked so many jobs. I didn't go through all of my jobs. Same. I don't think you've gone through all of your jobs here today um, because we have worked so many. Right. We both right. made the decision that for us, college wasn't the route we were going to take for our own individual reasons. We yep. didn't know each other back then, obviously, but it just happens to be that way. So we've, we've been working our whole lives yep. pretty much. So, of course, when you're in that situation, you're bound to have more than just a job your whole life. Yep. You have to figure out what you like, the skills that you're comfortable with. And then everything kind of has to be like a move for a reason. You need to either switch jobs because you're just not making the pay. Or in my case, I've had to change jobs because I just didn't have any benefits. And that's yeah. very important to me. Yeah. And then this day and age it is. Yeah. Absolutely. And then this job was because of the, the management that I was under previously was so harsh and so... It, it was it was a quality of life issue mm-hmm. and then when you you know advised that you had a or that there was a position open available in the same department on a different team yeah, yeah. um i couldn't believe just on the interview process alone how comfortable i felt and i knew right then like i was going to have been devastated if i didn't get that job yeah just because i i was like these are my bosses yeah because yeah. you know as you know like you interview or at least we interview with our manager and two team leads mm-hmm. so like 
for me <laughs> it's intense it, it was it's, it was intense but yeah. they were all so nice and i yeah. couldn't believe it. i'm like you yeah. have three nice people and i have like a really mean people like above really me like I, you have three nice ones like this is crazy <laughs> and it's crazy because i've been there for months now yeah like months and they're still just so nice they're yeah. easy to work with our teams are all really nice yeah. your team is obviously very funny like it's just wonderful and i mean again this isn't like a weird plug for our current job or anything but <laughs> i just like i feel like you know if there's anyone out there who's who has had to job hop forever we've had to do it too yeah you're not alone you're not alone and and that's just what it is you know like i feel like whatever it is that you believe in you know whatever higher power whatever spiritual thing that you believe and that you help guide you like have faith in it because it it, it does pay off you know sometimes at the end of the day it, it does you just have to be patient you just have to keep yep hoping and just keep seeing it for yourself you know it's keep time. envisioning it and don't give up you can't give up absolutely i will say um as happy as I am with how everything has lined up, I feel like I had to have the experiences. I had to be where I was previously for a reason. Like I yeah. got very sick. I had cancer and did all that stuff. And I had amazing benefits because I worked for a hospital organization. Mm-hmm. And so for a while it, I was so incredibly grateful and I can, you know, and another thing I, feel like you can still be grateful for a job for this opportunity yeah. that you had for what it offered you at the time. Right. But you are not beholden to that. And again, as as a job hopper, I've always felt like an element of guilt in a way, like leaving a job that. because I didn't have this education behind me and they provided for me. But in reality, I did on my job. I worked. I put in the effort that I needed to. And this, you know, my previous job was there for me when I needed. But like, you know, you start to get your meds in order and yeah. you, you learn of your new lifestyle. And then all of a sudden you realize that maybe you don't end up in the hospital every week. So you can have a job where maybe you have insurance, but it's not the same level of amazing, but the the trade-off is so beautiful. Right. Absolutely. And, and you know, you, you have to just, you have to make do with what you got, but also, I mean, you just, you can't, you can't just say, all right, well, this is my end all be all, you know? Absolutely. And don't forget that like, you are working for somebody. You are earning a paycheck. Absolutely. Like, that is they don't your stress that enough. Paycheck. You are working to earn money. This that is, is what you do. Absolutely. This is the first job I've been at where my team's boss mm-hmm. stresses all of the time. If like, hey, you have too much vacation saved up. You worked for that time. Yeah. Take your time. Use it. At our job, it doesn't roll over. So for us, that's very important. We yeah. can't just accrue it and keep it forever. So my boss is kind enough to remind us how important it is to take time for ourselves. He stresses how, okay, like you've been too productive. Can you go take your breaks? And like, you know, just remember like you work for your paycheck, but that's only part of your life. And I just like from my advice from my boss to all of you, like if you are struggling at all with the same, like, job hopping lifestyle maybe you didn't go to a four-year college like we didn't go Mm -hmm. to a four-year college and you've been struggling like just know that there are people out there that actually support their employees and it takes time to find that but it's always okay to leave a job and say no to something that doesn't feel right yeah if if you have the support too i mean and that's that's another big thing like if you if you don't have that support behind you like it's so scary find the support first because you're going to be able to find the support first i guarantee you 
before you're able to like make the jump to find like a new job if need be. But like, it helps to have a cheerleader. But, yeah, it did. Thousand percent, man. It does. And I mean, shit, we'll be your support. Yeah. Reach out to us. Seriously. Like you have us on Instagram, Facebook and all yeah. that stuff. Reach out to us. You need support. Like we we're besties. Like yeah. we love our alien babies. We have said in the first episode, we want to develop these connections with you guys. We've been in this situation. So like we know how tough it is and we don't want to make it tougher for anybody else. Not at all. No. And I mean, don't give up. I think that's just the biggest thing is just not to not to give up and don't stop searching until you're truly happy. You know, don't don't settle for less when you don't have to be less. And just remember, we're not 20 years old. We've we put in our time. It just doesn't. There is like age is an illusion and as corny as that sounds. But like it's never too late to make that change if you're thinking about making a change and look for the best in yourself. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Well, alien babies, I honestly, like, I don't really know how to say this, um, but you're fired. <laughs> you are fired from episode four because I think that was a really good place to leave off. How I about you, so Ginger? Too. I think so, too. I think that was good. And just keep, you know, don't give up. Don't give up on yourselves. And also, don't worry. You're rehired for episode five. Like, it's totally fine. Me or the both, listeners? Both. You oh. and the alien babies. You don't get to leave. <laughs> Why? Because I love you. I love you. That was sweet. Anyway, let us know how we did on our Instagram, Facebook. Remember, a cat lady and a ginger podcast. Just saying. We'd love to hear from our besties. And make sure to please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Music. And don't forget about the boob tube, please. Yes, you can find us on YouTube as a cat lady in a ginger podcast as well. And remember, please like us on Facebook. Yes. Please yes. follow us on Instagram. Um, again, cat lady in a ginger. And just remember on Instagram, there are no spaces because a snake swallow them whole is crazy. You know, I don't like snakes, right? Yeah. Deathly afraid. Yeah. You're an evil person. I know. Well, anyway, you'll hear us next Wednesday and until the next one, it is time to say good night, ginger. Good night, ginger. Good night. Good night.